Welcome to the last episode of season two of Inside Marketing Design. Last week we had our last interview with the team at Figma, but I always like to end each season doing a bit of a wrap up, a recap episode where I share my main takeaways, things I learned throughout the season, throughout conducting all these interviews and hearing what all these amazing designers had to say. I've also got a few takeaways to share from you, from my wonderful listeners who have sent them in as the their favorite parts of the season, the main things they've learned. I like doing this as the final episode first of all of course just to like sum things up and call out a few highlights and the main takeaways that I want you to have from the season but also I think just in general this reflecting step is really important in any sort of learning process it's like okay we're taking the time to listen to these interviews and hear how other companies do things but what do we do as a result of that and that is always what I'm asking myself uh, when I'm learning new things is how do I apply what I'm learning here here to my own work. Can I apply it? Is it relevant? Is there a way that I need to shift it to fit in best with my process? It's part of the learning process to do that and so that's what we're going to do in this episode. This episode is definitely going to be a lot more casual than the other ones so grab a cup of coffee, head on out for a walk while you listen to it, whatever you want to do. But I want to get started of course by saying a huge thank you to our season sponsor Webflow. It has meant so much to me to have them come on board as a sponsor for the season. They are the no-code website building tool that I use for all of my own personal projects and I also use it for work whenever I can as well. Like I built this site to promote our conference the other day. It's still a draft but I think it's looking pretty cool so far. As a design it, it makes it really easy for you to have an idea for a site and a, a change you want to make to a page and it lets you get it done yourself without having to worry about all of the code knowledge that goes behind it either on the front end or the back end. It's really quite empowering to be able to have an idea and bring it to life yourself and as you heard throughout the season it's also a tool that is used by many a marketing team for their marketing website because of how easy it is to update things and it lets anyone like get in there and make the changes that need to be made. Berenice from from HelloSign called it out as a thing she was most proud of from her time at HelloSign was shifting the team over to Webflow because of how much of a positive impact it's had on their team. So please do go try it out if that seems interesting to you. Uh, you can check it out at insidemarketingdesign.co slash Webflow. And a big thanks to them for sponsoring the season. But let's get into it. And I've got some of my main takeaways written down here so that I don't forget anything. So the overarching piece of value that I've gotten from this season, I think, is a bit of a mindset shift in how I think about the marketing site that I work on at ConvertKit. I heard from a lot of designers who talked about the systems that they use behind the site. And Matt from Help Scout in particular shared a lot of great details about the design system that they set up for In The Works. That was an interview that I recorded really early on in the season. And I feel like it kind of unlocked something in my mind or maybe it like, I don't know, gave me a kick in the but to start thinking about my site more seriously in a systems like more methodical way. I mean, I had a design system before, but uh, mostly I designed things on an individual page by page basis. And from learning about Matt's process at Help Scout, I saw the value that comes from thinking about it as a system and realized that is absolutely what I need to do. Like, yeah, that is going to be essential for the success of my team going forward, for my success as a designer, for the other designers on the team. It's just going to be a thing that has to happen. Hearing from Corey from Notion as well about this with his product design background and hearing the like 
product approach he takes to the marketing site really made me start to think about the marketing site I work on as a product because it is right. It's, it's a product. It's got users. It's got a purpose. Users come to the site for a certain thing. And I need to be thinking about it in that way in order to make it the best that it can be. So that was a big one for me, this mindset shift of thinking about the marketing site as a product. Uh, there was some more stuff about systematizing and templating too that came out in, well, a lot of different episodes, Sendable, Notion, Instacart, Figma. They all talked about making templates for the like, the less fun stuff, I guess is the way we'll say it. There's always going to be things that you need to do as a marketing designer that are not your favorite part of your job. There may be like a smaller stake project, but they still need to get done. They still need to look on brand and look good, work well, get done quickly. And a lot of these teams have utilized a really good templating system for this, whether it be for social media graphics, for landing pages, uh, the Figma team having like a sticker sheet that people on the marketing team or like outside the design team can pull from. So they have the assets they need. Just made me start to think about the ways that I can better set up systems and templates for self-service within ConvertKit. Self-service has always scared me. So um, I'm definitely still a little bit afraid of doing this just because I've seen in the past how quickly things can go off the rails when you just like let someone do whatever they want. Um, so yeah, it'll be about putting guidelines and like guide rails on it, I guess, and setting up something that's like, I don't want to say foolproof because nobody I work with is a fool, but harder to screw up. <laughs> we'll say it that way. <laughs> also around systems um, at Instacart, Monica talked about this levels of importance they have for projects. And uh, that got me thinking about needing something similar at ConvertKit to speak about the effort we're going to put in, the impact we think a project is going to have. Like, is this a level one project? Is it a level two project? Is it a level three? Uh, I think it'll help us better to scope out work and plan for work as well. So we don't end up with too much like big stuff happening at once. One thing I wrote in my notes is that pretty much everyone talked about not doing as much testing as they feel like they should be doing. So if you are a marketing designer and you are feeling guilty about not doing enough AB tests or user research and that sort of thing, don't worry because it seems like every single one of your peers is in the same place. I definitely feel that too. We've run very few AB tests this year at ConvertKit. I've done very few user research calls. Either I haven't made time for it or we haven't had the systems set up in place to do it properly and like prioritize it as a team, as a company this year. But mark my words, that is going to change next year. I mean, yeah, I'm saying that now, but I want to try because it is important, but it did make me feel kind of a little bit better that uh, I was seeing that reflected in everybody else as well, that everyone is feeling like they're not doing enough in that area. Oh, okay. So another big mindset shift for me, as well as the like treating marketing site as a product came from what Liz at Dropbox shared about the Dropbox approach to end to end branding. When you work on a small team, like I do, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed by just like all of the possibilities and all of the things that need to be done all of the time. And hearing from Liz about this approach of see by use at Dropbox, definitely go watch or listen to that Dropbox episode if you're not understanding what I mean there by see by use. But this to me helped me figure out how I could bucket the all of the brand design and marketing design work that needs to be done at ConvertKit into very similar three pillars. It gives structure to something that is very overwhelming when you don't have any sort of structure on it, right? Like I'm sitting here as creative director at ConvertKit looking at all of the things and thinking that needs work, that needs work, that needs work, that needs work, that needs work. 
it's too much. But since talking to Liz, I've started to think about our work in three different categories, very similar to Dropbox's see by used. Our uh, rented properties, so that's like our social media, our advertising, the graphics our affiliates share, things like that. Our owned properties, which is like our marketing site, our community, and then our app, which is how our brand shows up inside ConvertKit, the product itself. Putting this framework around it, just even in terms of thinking about all the things that need to be done, all of the like systems that need to be figured out, the brand decisions that need to be made has really helped like calm my mind. And I think it'll help us make our brand stronger overall as well. Because like Liz called out in the episode, having a strong brand across all these areas, having it consistent leads to trust in the user. And that's something that I wanna work on. And um, I'm really grateful to her for sharing so much detail about this like structure, this way of thinking, because it's really helped me to get things clearer. And we're kind of planning our work now in this framework at ConvertKit. Starting in January, we're gonna have the first cycle of the year is focused on our rented properties. Like let's dig in and take a look at all the ways we can make our social media graphics better, the graphics that get shared when we share a blog post better, all of that sort of thing. Like let's start there and like really fine tune that and tighten it up. And it, it's put like some yeah, some guardrails on it so we don't go too wide and we're just thinking about that one specific area which is really helpful. Actually here is where I'll bring in a few of the takeaways that other people have sent in because the Dropbox episode did seem to be a favorite. Rob says that whole episode with Dropbox was full of gold. I have a such better understanding of how valuable a strong brand is to the business and yes I agree. David as well said the see by use framework from Dropbox was huge, so simple yet so effective. It's easy to complicate processes but this approach is simple easy to understand and grouping work by customer journey makes so much sense. Fully agree. It's one of those things that feels really obvious. <laughs> Once you see it, you're like, well, duh, this makes total sense. But yeah, it's just not a framework of thinking that I'd used before. Speaking of Dropbox, another really interesting part of that interview with Liz for me was uh, hearing her talk about the team structure side of things. Like obviously they did, they've structured the team as part of the C by use as well, but hearing about the centralized approach that they took and then getting to hear from Lucy in the Shopify episode about how the Shopify team was centralized and then went decentralized was really interesting. Hearing about their two experiences definitely showed me that there are pros and cons to both approaches, but it also helped me get clear on some team structure stuff that I'd been thinking about at ConvertKit. When I started the season, we had design and development split across two teams on the like growth side at ConvertKit. Marketing design was handled on my team, the brand team, and then the development of the marketing site was handled through the marketing team. But hearing about the experience of just how powerful it can be to have the people who work on the thing closer together, it made me want to advocate for a change to bring Corey, our wonderful marketing developer, over onto my team, the brand team, so that we can have that stronger like design and dev relationship. And yeah, I don't know if I would have come to that decision or been able to articulate it as clearly if I hadn't been hearing from all of the wonderful people who I talked to about how things worked for them, what they wished were different as well. A lot of the things that often got called out as a challenge, like I remember David from Sendable saying this, that he wished he had a developer that he could work closely with because he was sort of like handing things off to an agency. So yeah, I'm really happy that we've made that change at ConvertKit and I think it's gonna serve us really well for the future. What else have I got here? Oh yeah, I really loved talking to Stuart at Loom about, well, about many things, but I really appreciated in particular his approach to the team culture 
on the brand design team at Loom. Just seems like it's such a great place for the designers to work. You know, it seems super collaborative. I love that they have everyone on the brand team, even the non-designers, you know, pitching in and in that brainstorming phase at the early early phases of their rebrand. It just seems like a really good creative and collaborative environment. And uh, I mean, I saw that with a lot of companies, but Loom in particular stood out to me and so did Figma as well. The way the brand studio team collaborates using FigJam for like, you know, draw a picture of Garfield from memory is one thing Damien, uh, the creative director at Figma called out as the thing they did in their meeting. Those little like fun touches that really bring you together as a team. That's the like vibe that I want my team to have. And I'm really new at management. You know, I'm really new at leading this team. I've been doing it just for a year now. So, I mean, I've got a little bit of experience under my belt, but there's still a long way for me to go and a lot for me to learn. And that really inspired me to like keep pushing and keep growing in this area because I do want that to be the vibe of my team too. I want it to be fun and creative and collaborative. And uh, I know that there's a lot more that I can do to try and instill that in the team as well. Speaking of my team, the next thing that I have written down here is small company hustle. This is something that I saw in particular through my interview with Julia from Buffer and David Ascendable because they are like the sole designers on the team. And I just saw a lot of, I don't know, I just related to them so much in everything that they were sharing about how they do their work and the current challenges they face, everything like that. I'm sure that a lot of you watching or listening to this are also solo designers and could also relate. And so I hope that helps for you, you know, to hear that you're not the only one in this situation and that the challenges you're facing are very normal because you are the sole designer and there's a lot of work to do. So it's very natural to like, come across these challenges. I've written small company hustle because I just personally, I love working at a small company. I love the energy that you have to have to be a sole designer on the team and like the the level of business interest you have to have as well. Cause uh, we definitely saw this in both Julia and, and in David, the like the understanding they had of how the wider business operates and how design fits into it was perhaps a little bit higher than in some companies where your whole focus can just be the design team. You know, you don't have that luxury in a small company. And I love the way that David put it was that when you work at a small company and like at Sendable, they have this mantra of being the CEO of your own domain. And I think that we definitely saw that in both of them. They were the CEO of marketing design at their respective companies. Something that I really enjoyed hearing about from Figma, from Help Scout, from Shopify as well. Maybe there's a few others that I'm forgetting off my list right now, but uh, about designing a sub brand. This, as I've mentioned many times in like all of the episodes about this is one of my favorite parts of working in-house is when you get to step away from the main brand and like the main color palette that you've been using day in, day out, sometimes for years and apply your design skills to something new, maybe something that ties in to the main brand, but like it's its own thing. And I really appreciated hearing from these companies how they think about sub brands, what their approach is to designing them, the speed at which they approach them. We had like a wide range in like timeframes that people were able to work on this stuff. And in general, it seems like a main takeaway. Uh, I think Damien from Figma put it as, you're using a sub brand to find the edges of the main brand. Like how far can we push this in that it still looks like us, but it's also looks like its own thing. And I think that's really fun. And that's something that I'm leaning into at ConvertKit for sure with our sub brands, especially as we're still in a state of like flux, I feel a bit with our main brand, we're still finding things. That actually, that's something else that just popped into my head was Lucy from Shopify describing the Shopify brand as 
a thing we're still figuring out like we're still figuring ourselves out all these years later and that also made me feel better about myself for maybe not being 100% settled on everything ConvertKit brand yet because I mean if a giant successful company like Shopify is approaching things that way then why can't I? Ooh, and I should have talked about this one when I was talking about team structure and being centralized or decentralized whatever but Another episode that I was super just personally curious to dig into was my interview with Berenice from Hello Sign. I wanted to learn what it's like as a designer to be acquired. This isn't something that has ever happened to me during my career. And it was fascinating to get to hear from her about her experience working at Hello Sign right from like very early days all the way through to now being like embedded as part of Dropbox. I thought that was super valuable uh, that she shared so much detail about that. And then, well, I mean, I guess I can't pick favorites when it comes to one of the episodes because they're all my children, or I guess like in my case, they are all my cats. <laughs> but I really, really, really loved getting to talk to Tatiana from Stripe. I have admired Stripe's design processes and like output for a very long time. They're so well respected in the industry. And so just, yeah, to get to talk to Tatiana and first of all, have her be so open and interested in coming on the show in the first place. I mean, that goes for every single guest that I've talked to. I'm so grateful that so many like big companies and like, very talented people are interested in being interviewed by me and like sharing their thoughts means a lot. But yeah, to hear how open Tatiana was about sharing the behind the scenes of the strike process and things like that as much as she could, that was super awesome for me. And I know it was inspiring for you as well. That episode got a lot of great feedback and uh, a lot of people sharing it because it is something I guess as designers, we all look up to Stripe in that way and we all want to hear more about it. And so I really appreciated that. And that episode really inspired me as creative director to push for those quality standards, right? I think that when you work at a small company and you are so connected to the business, it's really easy to see like, okay, we just need to get this thing out quickly. And you can slowly shift your priorities, I guess, to being the the speed of production and like getting something out and feel like it doesn't really matter if we don't have this thing animated, for example. But then we see Stripe site and the attention to detail that they have, like such strong attention to detail and attention to quality and attention to those little like surprisingly great is the words Tatiana used, right, to describe it moments on the site and they add up to give a big impression of the brand and that's what I want for the ConvertKit brand you know and so as creative director I'm the one who has to hold those standards and try and get us there so yeah that was really inspiring to hear about not only the fact that they value it but also like the reality check of the effort it takes to get there as well I think is good for all of us to hear. <laughs> okay there are a few more takeaways that I forgot to read out during this. Asaro talked about my interview with Matt from Scout, saying I borrowed his approach to design systems especially the spacing in a current project and I could see an improved workflow for myself and my small team of designers and devs truly inspiring to watch. Yeah. Definitely that spacing component thing blew my mind a little bit and uh, it's something that I'm going to work into our system as well. Riley called out a couple of takeaways from like the season in general. Takeaway one being having a supportive team that encourages openness and creativity can take a team far. 
super agree. Then no matter how senior over level, everyone has a different process. Yep, that is true too. That That's always an interesting part for me to hear just about how differently teams are structured, how differently they approach things, where they put their time and effort, how much like attachment to data they have, for example. It's all, yeah, all super interesting. And seniority has nothing to do with it. It just depends on the company you're at, I guess. And then lastly, when design becomes closely aligned with business strategy, impactful results will occur. Absolutely. Then I also have an email here from Joseph that I'll read out a few parts from. Joseph says, I enjoyed watching the episode with Stripe Design and learning about all that goes into them planning on the web presence and platform team. Um, from listening to the episode, I felt motivated in more ways beyond design. And my major takeaway is to do personal research and not just rely on existing designs, for example, stuff on Dribble for inspirations. And uh, I can see how that applies to other areas of life too. Yeah, I loved that too about what Tatiana was talking about and her like um, passionate appeal for us all to get out there into the mountains essentially and be inspired by things that aren't just on our computers. I think that's a really good takeaway to end on, honestly. Thank you so much for listening to the season. Even though this wrap up episode is, is now over, I still wanna hear your takeaways. What did you learn from the season? Are there any major parts that you've changed in your process or, or small parts that you've changed in your process as a result of hearing from the many talented designers that I spoke to as part of this season? I wanna hear about it. I wanna hear how this content is impacting you. I'd love your feedback as well. What changes should I make when we do a season three? Cause I do think that will come sometime next year. So let me know how I can make these episodes more useful for you and more something that helps you in your marketing design career. Thank you again to Webflow for sponsoring this season. And I hope if you're not already subscribed to my own YouTube channel, Charlie Murray TV, you'll head on over and do that as well as subscribing inside marketing design, of course, so you hear when season three comes out. But uh, I get to share a lot of the work that I do at ConvertKit because of our approach to transparency and working in public. So you're gonna get to see me put into action a lot of the things and a lot of the takeaways that I've just called out in this episode. The design system stuff, like the sub-brand stuff, it's all gonna happen and a lot of it will probably be live streamed or shared in a video on my channel. So please do come over and check it out. Thanks for listening to the season though, everyone. I appreciate your support. And if I don't see you sooner, I will see you in season three. Bye.